And welcome to Two Girls, One Brew. I am Christy. Hey guys, I'm Jamie. And today we are, this was a long time coming because we've talked to each other over Instagram, but today we are talking to Monique, who also has Whoa. Exodus Brew Lab on Instagram. So welcome. Yeah. Welcome, welcome. I'm glad we finally got our schedules together to do this. Me too. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So well. tell tell us a little bit a lot about how long you have been brewing. Oh, uh, so I officially started home brewing in 2020 when the world shut down. Um, so in July, it was my one year anniversary gift from my wife. I wanted to start home brewing so badly for years, um, but I didn't want to blow up our house. What <laughs> actually happened? <laughs> Um, so I was helping to brew at a, a brewery out in Rochester, Minnesota, where we live. So Little Thistle Brewing. Um, and I was helping in the back. I was just like, hey, I'm just interested in doing this. And I also, again, don't want to blow up our new house that we just mm -hmm. got. Um, so technically been doing it for about four years, um, but on my own about a year. Cool. Now, what sparked your interest about in brewing? Oh, I mean, beer tastes good was one thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think the other part was I just, I don't know. I I like to experiment with stuff. And I mean, I have a minor in biology. So trying to put stuff together and see what in the hell comes afterwards was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Um, I also like cooking. And I was like, well, maybe I can cook and add some other stuff and even do like a a food and beer tasting pairing thing nice. too. Yeah. So that's kind of how where it started. Love it. Love it. What was the first beer that you made? I made an American IPA. Yes. I love IPAs. It was, uh, so I started with extracts. Um, and so I did the fresh squished is what it was called from Northern okay. Brewers. So it's mm -hmm. off the fresh squeezed Deschutes beer. Mm -hmm. And it was actually quite delicious. Nice. I just wanted something that wasn't going to be awful. So now that you've been you've been doing it for a while, uh, I've I've noticed that you were at one point growing hops. Mm -hmm. That was fascinating to me. Yes. What what sparked that that desire? Did you get to use them? I did not get to use them yet. They did make the trek from Minnesota to Colorado, and so I planned to put them in again. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna try and keep them going this winter. Um, so fun fact, I was working, so I work as a therapist, a mental health therapist by trade. Um, and one of my colleagues, brews beer, has been brewing beer for a really long time, grows hops in his backyard. And one day he was like, hey, do you want some? And I was like, well, yeah, I'm not gonna say no to that. Um, I was gonna buy some of the rhizomes and all that other stuff and grow them from the beginning. And then he was like, no, I just have some, I'll just give you some. Um, so I was growing Centennial hops, which is actually funny because now I live in Centennial, Colorado. <laughs> right. well, Full then, circle. Yeah. Full circle. So now if, oh, oh go ahead. Go, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 you go. Oh, so when you were talking about different flavors and I know you, you love IPAs, which I used to hate IPAs. Mm -hmm. I love them now. So okay, good. I was going to say, we may not have to talk then. Uh, I love me some IPAs. I'm not a fan of sours. Sure. It, 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 I'm getting there. I'm getting baby steps. But sure. um, I love trying unique beer. Um, and I actually tried one that was made with beets. I know that sounds weird, but it actually wasn't bad. It wasn't awful. But is yeah. there any is there anything that you're willing to take a chance on and, and go unique and just go out of the box and try? To try and brew? Or for brew? you to try brew or to, to brew? Would you take well, that leap of faith and do something just... 
crazy. Yeah. I mean, my wife likes to call me a dreamer. If I can dream it up, I'm probably going to do it. I've had some beet beer before. I I hate beer. I mean, beets. I, don't <laughs> hate, beer. I hate beets. They taste like dirt. Um, They're really good for you. And while you're drinking the, the beet beer, you can feel better about yourself because you're like, I'm drinking something that's good for me. You're like, oh, I'm drinking vegetables. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, beer is wheat and hops so technically you're having your groups technically you're having bread yeah you it's are. bread you got your protein uh-huh. um i'd probably do anything um i really want to make a stout with some form of cake in it like an actual cake like even like a german chocolate cake i don't want to do like the oh i'm going to throw in some coconut and i'm going to grow no i just want to mm. do like an actual like full size cake and see what comes up mm. that would be awesome Mm-hmm. I try it. I do like the stout too. Yeah. Right. So yeah, now like, you go ahead. No, I was going to say I like sweet stouts and you can't get any sweeter than cake or cookies. So. No, no. So now we, we now know that you are a fan of IPAs. For real. Mm-hmm. What do you feel is the most overrated beer style? Oh, dang, that's hard. I mean, this is going to sound counterintuitive and kind of hypocritical, but I almost feel like hazy IPAs are. You're going to say that. (laughs) I know that sounds awful. (laughs) I love hazy IPAs. I do, but yes, I agree. But I also feel like sometimes you get one like, so I've been obviously my wife and I love beer. And so we're in like the beer capital, basically in Denver. Um, and so we, we try beers all the time. And I swear every time I get a hazy IPA, it's like, I can still see through this one. Mm-hmm. Two, it doesn't actually taste that great. It just has all the like big buzzwords and the like fancy hops in them. And I'm like, this actually doesn't taste fantastic. Or it doesn't taste like a hazy IPA, period. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they're overrated. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. haze craze is real. There are some that are really good. And then yes. there are some that I'm like, nope. nah, hard pass. So we got some really great questions from uh, I, my friend, Missy, who is a, a competitive home brewer. And she, last time I interviewed a home brewer, she was like, you don't have like hard hitting questions. I'm like, what, what, what's a hard hitting question in home brewing? But she gave me some. So I, I have these home. Oh, yikes. Oh, so, yeah. So what is your favorite part of brew day and why? So my favorite part of brew day, I have two puppies and they're my brew dogs. Mm-hmm. One is Remy. Um, he turns two in a couple of weeks, actually. And then I have Miko, who is about nine months. He'll be nine months soon. Um, my favorite part is once I get all of my, my malts out after they steeped, the boil's done, um, I give them a little bit of some little malt juice to drink. And then I get to make them some treats afterwards ah. too. So really it's just how excited they are just because they literally just wait by the pot <laughs> um, while I'm, I'm drinking a beer, making beer <laughs> and they just sit there and they're like, all right, mom, we're ready for it to cool down. Just give it to us now. Um, <laughs> oh, and they'll just lick the outside of the bag where the malts are. <laughs> now, do That's you, when you, you make them, I think I remember seeing that you make them treats out of the, the spent green. Mm-hmm. Do you do the thing where you, you put them in the oven for like hours and hours or how do you? So, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. Um, 
they came out pretty goopy. So I was like, I don't have time. I'm, I'm not a patient person <laughs> besides when I'm brewing. <laughs> um, but you know, the whole hour thing, I was like, mm, I'm not about this life. Yeah. Um, so they got some like really chewy ones <laughs> that maybe were more like energy bites. Gotcha. Cause I've been trying to, I've been wanting to do that with my spent grain when I'm done brewing. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, cause you always feel like there's such a waste. Like right. I could do something with this. And, uh, but that whole sitting there waiting for them to dry and dehydrate in the, the ugh, yeah. I know people who have that type of patience. I'm just not that one. I'm one step away from yeah. a dehydrator to do that. Yes. I'm trying to see if I can do it in an air fryer because I'm Ooh. one of those people who got an air fryer in 2020. I mm-hmm. love my air fryer. And I feel like it probably could work. I think you could too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could do it. You could do it. Now, I know it. that you have a minor in biology. And so the next question is the process. Um, so what's your process for formulating a recipe since it's all about, you know, science is involved in this and, and what, what's your process on that? Um, I mean, honestly, I've been doing the extracts for a lot of the time, but really I just kind of like the experiment. I have a couple other, um, flavors that I've been trying to play with too. So I made a cream ale not too long ago. My wife loves mango. I love peach. Mm. Um, and so it was like, Hey, let's try it out, do them separately. Um, but then also kind of mess with it and do them together too. I got to say I, I overhopped it. So it was, it was not really a cream ale, but it, <laughs> I mean, it was like a fruity light beer. It was good. Um, it wasn't great i guess when i when i want to do a recipe i i just go for like what do i think tastes good or what's popular um it's it's interesting because i like bitter beers i'm obviously with ipas Mm -hmm. um my wife loves malty ambers and reds um but i also like to do things that are not as popular too so like my third beer that i did was a black ipa because i really like them i think they taste delicious I love that they're roasty and bitter all at the same time. And mm-hmm. they're kind of a good. Yeah. Right, not many people make those and not like not many people do those. And not many people do Scottish ales. Mm-hmm. Scottish ale. Those are two that I, I know you, you are working on it though, Christy. I know I did a Heather last night. Ooh. Better save me some of that. Yes, I will. I will this time. So you're sending some to Colorado, right? I, I, <laughs> I, I will figure out a way. Because I okay. I have to figure out um, I am currently drinking a Lady Justice beer right now. Um, yeah, I had some friends that went up there and and got me the um, so much queer so little time kiwi Belgian ale. Ooh, and I am I'm not I'm a kind of a new new person to Belgian ale, but this is excellent. So I will I definitely have decided I have to make it out to Colorado. So. There may be some some uh, hitchhiking beers in my. Well, yeah, you got to travel. Then you got to get beer. Yeah. Then you got to try food. I, then you got to do beer yeah. and food. Yeah, yeah. And then I, yeah. I and and especially yeah. if I go out and I know people in Colorado, I will make sure that I bring some of my local Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely, I'm making a Schwartz in about <gasps> a week, Ooh. so mm. it'll be sitting for a bit, and then you know if and when you come out, all right, share a beer. I, I, Bottle share, bottle share, cross country bottle share. (laughs) Always. (laughs) So now, since you've been home brewing, but you've been involved with uh, different breweries, what challenges have you seen as a female in the brewing world? Um, I think at times you, there's so much sexism in 
society period mm-hmm. um and then you have a female who then is coming into a very white male bearded culture mm-hmm. and it i mean you look like you look like the outcast and so a lot of times you kind of are treated that way too mm-hmm. um you know i was a beer tender before i started helping with brewing but anytime that i tried to ask or tell people about beer or like tell them some of the process they'd be like oh no i already know that or like oh where's the guy who can explain that to me um and it's like nope actually i think i know more than this guy does because he doesn't do the stuff in the back he doesn't clean the kegs he doesn't know the process um and so i think a lot of it is just challenging a lot of the stereotypes of there's not one style of brewer or person who likes beer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for me, it was, you add in the other pieces of, you know, being queer and then being a female and then being multiracial. And it was like, people are like, who, the, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> I think that's one of the things that we we've definitely noticed in speaking to all of the female brewers that we've talked to. It's that, there's this persona that's put out to the public that, oh, breweries are big families and they're big, great gathering places. But mm-hmm. when you actually peel away the layers, you really see how really inclusive they are or are not. Yeah. And the ones that have stepped it up and have been inclusive from the very beginning will continue to be successful. And the ones that have just faked it till they made it are yeah. definitely going to fall by the wayside. Yeah, they crumble. Well, and I I even think about like the Brave Noise beer that was going around for a while too, like about women in the brewing industry and like actually putting your money where your mouth is Mm -hmm. at at this point in time. Like there were certain breweries or certain places that did it. And it was like, this is actually pretty awesome to see that this is a cause that people are worth, are are making it worthwhile, right? We're doing our uh, Brave Noise tomorrow. Are you really? Yeah, I'm brewing uh, after a couple doctor's appointments in the morning. Uh, I have, I'm off all day, so I was like, "Hey, good time to do it." Got all Got day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're we're making ours. It was so I love, I love the aspect of craft beer community and the fact that there are so many all these recipes that that have gone around to raise awareness and raise funds. Uh, we um. There was one that was called All Together that yep. was for the, the industry and, and promoting that. There was Things We Don't Say just came out yes. in May for mental health awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even like on the back of the can, which is kind of awesome, they even have like different places that you can call, hotlines yeah. that you can call, which was phenomenal. Um, Black is Beautiful was one of my favorites. We, we um, because it all happened that all happened during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We, I had a, a friend, Aubrey, who actually brought me a couple from different breweries. And then we ended up brewing a black is beautiful um, at home because the, the recipe was amazing. Yeah. It was just amazing. And the, the label and just promoting it out into the universe just um, was such, that is one of the things that I love that craft beer has taken on that, you can have some cause with your, your flavor. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not yeah. just drinking it. You're, you're reading how many people that are drinking beer actually do read the labels. So yes. that is such an amazing 
way to pass on a message and and get everybody on board with with what's going on or keep them up aware of what's going on in their world. Yeah, you actually can cause some movement and not just like just talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So now, what is what is next for your next brew that you said you're you're making a Schwartz beer? Mm-hmm. And I'm making a Schwartz beer. Um, I also have another Vienna lager that's in the works. Ooh. I made a really good one that I loved. Um, and then I was so sad when we when we moved. I, I have a Kieser and I had all my kegs full. And then it was like, all right, we got to drink all of this because oh. this is not going to make the trek. Um, I will say that we we did a I mean we did a pretty awesome job on the four kegs and bottles mm-hmm. um i tried to bottle the rest <laughs> of everything else um but my vienna came out really well and i just wanted to do it again so that is probably going to be next um after the schwartz either that or my red ale because that one was pretty yummy too very nice mm-hmm. so what do you feel is your biggest accomplishment in home brewing and success in home brewing oh that it just tastes good <laughs> <laughs> I swear to you, I was like, man, this this could go one of two ways. It could taste decent um, or it could taste like I'm going to throw this out. Um, <laughs> and I haven't had to throw a batch out yet. Very um, nice. Yes. And I think one of the other things, too. So last year I got um, honored with a, a scholarship from um, one of the breweries, Cahaba, down in, in the south for um my certified beer server so cicerone certified stuff yeah and just being able to say the story of being a home brewer and being a person of color and just like hey i just want to check it out see how this is Mm -hmm. um what brewing myth have you personally busted what brewing myth you don't have to clean that much because it's literally (laughs) all clean (laughs) I gotta tell you, I hate doing dishes, and it basically is that times ten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's, yeah, it's a lot of cleanup, especially when a it's lot. real grainy. Ooh. Uh huh. When it's real grainy, it's sticky. Let's sit for a while. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or that it's easy. I think that's the other piece too. Like it's not actually all that easy making a recipe, making the time to do it, being patient. Mm-hmm. Um. Patience is definitely a virtue that you need because if you don't wait it out with the beer, I mean, you could have a terrible beer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Or if you don't wait and actually hit the right degrees of of, um, of measurements in your grains or even um, the correct temperatures when you're adding in yeast, like you could ruin an entire batch. In oh, yeah. Moments. I believe it. There's science involved. I mean, it's formula science. Same thing with wine, too. Like, you know, it mm-hmm. has to be everything has to be just so. Yep. It's crazy how much thought goes into it because most people don't really think about that when they're drinking a beer. They're just like, oh, this tastes good. Well, but do you realize like what went into that? Mm-hmm. And yeah. when I first started, um, I was a Miller Lite girl. I was um, a promo girl for Miller Lite. Hell so yeah. I remember I used to go around and I'd be like, would you like a free Miller Lite? It's only, you know, 96 calories. And one guy said to me, I don't drink. I don't drink domestics. And this is when like the craft beers just started. And I was like, oh, excuse you. All right, fancy then, pants. <laughs> okay. But then I realized... <laughs> Oh, I can see why. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. this is crap compared to like what you're drinking. It's really good. <laughs> yeah. So there's so much love and so much, you know, put into that and thought. And I think more people and most people complain like they're so expensive, you know, for like a, you know, a four pack or whatever, you know, it's like now like 
I think some of mine were like 16, 17 bucks, you know, the special mm -hmm. uh, pumpkin ones. And I love everything pumpkin. And, um, but it's the, the craftsmanship that goes behind it and the work. Mm -hmm. and so yeah. I can just tell the difference. Yeah. You're not paying <laughs> okay. just for like a bunch right. of ingredients to be thrown into a pot right. and then hopefully get some alcohol from it. It's, you you're, you're paying for more than that. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. right. You're paying for the expertise and the thought that that's goes right. into it. Yeah. And the yeah. science. Love into it, all that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, so the last big question, the big hard hitting question. <laughs> Ooh, okay. I'm ready. If on you were on a desert island. Okay. Now, uh, we're, we're not going to make it too dire. You will be rescued in about three or four hours. Yeah. But oh, if hours? Okay. I thought you were going to say days. No, no, no. no. Well, within a reasonable <laughs> amount of time. Okay. Uh, what beer would you want to be stuck with? This is the only beer you can have. It's the only one I can have? Yep. Oh, shoot. That's why I call it a hard-hitting question. You better mm. save it for three to four hours. Yeah. You're going to... Well, I mean, do I get multiple in the pack and do I have an ice chest? Because this is also you you do have supplies that oh, will last like you. <laughs> they they are supplies enough to last you the amount of time you will be stuck on the island. Okay, fantastic. Um hmm. but it is not a multi-pack. It is one kind of beer. I can't do like pack of one beer, the same beer. We're not talking a Sam Adams sampler. No. No, 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 no without. No, no, no. Man, I feel like I gotta check my untapped for this. Like, there's so many at this point. Um, honestly, and this is probably a cop out, but probably Little Thistles Strata Galactica. It's their double dry hopped hazy IPA. Okay. And when I talked about hazy IPAs being like, you know, people are over them now. Right. They're overrated. That one is by far my favorite beer of all time. We had it at our wedding. Wow. Um, it is solid galaxy hops, strata hops, so juicy, so good, and so easy to get down. Mm -hmm. Okay. And also is sitting in, in at like a 7%. So I feel like if I'm on an island by myself. Feel good. Yeah. I'll be feeling good. <laughs> that, right. that three hours, three days will yeah. pass by just, just very quickly. And I'll just be like, y'all just keep going. Just give me some snacks and I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there will be snacks. Don't worry. We, we, okay, this so is not an uncivilized. Yeah. Desert right. Island. <laughs> this is kind of like Survivor, but not S Survivor. But you don't it's have to use Survivor. You, yeah, you don't. Survivor. Yeah, you don't have to like play games and wait for Jeff Probst to put out torches. on torches or just get to like drink it. beer. Yeah, that's fine. It's a pure. Yeah. It's Beer Island, pretty yes. much. Beer Island. Beer. Oh, oh, oh I see. A, I see a reality show coming out there. I was gonna say. I think that you are onto something. Here's an island. Here's fourteen homebrewers. On each side of the island, and they Don't. have to make enough to last three days. And you have to get drunk and perform challenges. Yes. You have face. to accurately measure grains. Wipe out, like wipe out. <laughs> I want to see, like, figure out the gravity, uh, all the things. Oh, yes, I love it. I the balance oh. on this. <laughs> okay, trademark. Yeah. We're making that trademark. I think this, we're doing this. That's going to have to happen. It's going to be a show. Got to find enough. Ooh. We got to find an island with good water. Okay. Like a good oh, water supply. Yeah. Okay. All yeah, right. I think it would be easy to round up the home brewers, though. I, I think yeah. so. I think so. The gears Maybe are working. We just got to ship the water with us. You know, just bring some, yeah. some jugs. We'll be good to go. Yeah. We'll just have a water cool, like one of those big, like 
silos of water and have that. It's already been like filtered and filtered cleaned. and yeah. spring water yeah. and perfectly clear and oh mm-hmm. man, perfect. Okay, Done. all right, you get a cut of this. Money. Your host. Let <laughs> me know when this is starting. <laughs> I will. I will. Your deaf pros. <laughs> <laughs> But it won't be, it won't be, it won't be, uh, uh, torches. It'll be something else. Oh, Ooh. I was going to say like the tribe bottle. bottle. You, get, you, you break the beer bottle. <gasps> yes. Oh. oh, yes. Okay. And it splashes. Yes. And it splashes. It it. Okay. It All right. Coming <laughs> in 2022. <laughs> yes. Nobody's getting right ASAP. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Monique, for joining us. It was so awesome Absolutely. talking to you finally and, and, just picking your brain on your home brewing and, and yes. we look forward to following mm-hmm. Exodus Brew Lab. Yep. And uh, check it out. And thank you so much, Monique. Thank y'all for having me on here. I appreciate of course, it. Of course. Cool. Yeah. Cheers, y'all. Coffee, I'll think of you. Yes. yes. <laughs> and you got to get out to Rochester. That's yes. right. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's not a lot to see, but there's some good beer out there. Hey, well, then you start seeing things that aren't there. And that's good, too. You drink that's enough true. beer. You don't really need to see much. <laughs> Get enough of the strata and you're good to go. Yes. So it was great talking to Monique. What a fun it. interview, too. Like, what? I mean, all of them have been great, but that was fun. We can build a TV show. <laughs> I, I know. Nobody, I know. Nobody take our idea. Nobody take our idea. That's ours. That's ours. <laughs> our idea. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us. And as always, ladies, don't fear the beer. <laughs> it's so hard to do on Zoom because there's such a damn delay. But you know what we mean. <laughs> oh, man. Good times. <laughs>